Before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam, asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav etzivanu la'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. So this week's Torah chapter is Behar, is translated from Hebrew as on the mountain, on the mountain. This refers to the events on Mount Sinai, the giving of the Torah, and the part of this chapter speaks about the year of Jubilee. Today we'll talk about year of Jubilee. So let us open Leviticus chapter 25, and I need your help today, okay? So if I will read something else, you just stop me, okay, on the way, like you did it today. Instead of 22nd, I said 21st, so, so good. So Leviticus, Leviticus 25, verse 8 through verse 11. Here's the wonderful place, the wonderful scripture. You are to count of seven Shabbatot of years, seven times seven years. So that the time is seven Shabbatot of years, 49 years. Seven multiplied on seven. Verse 9. Then on the tenth day of the seventh month, on Yom Kippur, you are to sound a shofar blast. You are to sound the shofar all throughout your land. You are to make the fiftieth year holy and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It is to be a jubilee to you when each of you is to return to his own property and each of you is to return to his family. That fiftieth year will be your jubilee. So the year of jubilee in Hebrew, Shnat Yovel, is the year of forgiveness, a festive year that comes after the seventh Shabbat or Sabbath years, the last year of the 50-year cycle, year of Jubilee. The Lord commanded that people, uh, the Jewish people, that every 50th year was a special year of Jubilee, a year when agricultural work was stopped in Israel. The land was not plowed and sown so that the soil could be restored. And this entire year... Uh, was quite special as it was a time of restoration, a time to bring everything back into God's order according to His commands. The special year, year of Jubilee. One of the most important commands or mitzvot that the Lord gave to Moses is that this year was declared the year of forgiveness of all debts and all debtors. Would it be good to have something like that in, in America? What do you think? Probably 49 years, I would, I would go to the banks and just take everything possible, you know. No, for sure not. But can you imagine goodness of the Lord in Israel? Every 50th year, the year of freedom, the year of forgiveness, the year of mercy. All land was to be returned to those who had to sell their inheritance in order to pay their debts. Everything. It was an extra extraordinary time of new beginnings, 
a new start, giving equal opportunity to every Jew who lived in the land of Israel. This was the time of equal opportunities for all Jewish people. So the name of the Jubilee year in Hebrew, Yovel, comes from the shofar's sound. And we know that a shofar is made from the ram's horn. Today was very special shofar blessed. Beautiful. Thank you, Bethany. Thank you. In some commentaries, the ram's horn symbolized the ram that was offered on the altar in place of Isaac. So it's a memory or remembering of biding of Isaac. And we also know from Scripture that the sound of the shofar often symbolized the voice of God to us, His call in our lives. It is the shofar blessed. Leviticus 25, 9. Here's the very important part. Leviticus 25, 9. Then, on the tenth day of the seventh month, on Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, you are to sound the shofar blessed. You are to sound the shofar all throughout your land. Here's the very important lesson from this place of Scripture. Regarding the shofar sounding at the beginning of the year, there is one significant distinction between the year of Jubilee and all other years in the Hebrew calendar, Jewish calendar. The command for other years is to blow the shofar on the biblical holiday of Rosh Hashanah, of course. Rosh Hashanah. You remember, we have a beautiful choir on Rosh Hashanah. The Jewish New Year. And it is with the sound of the shofars that the new year begins. However, for the Jubilee year, this 50th year, the 50th anniversary year, the shofar is to be sounding on Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year. It is a special commandment. And therefore, at the end of Yom Kippur, the shofar is still blown in the synagogues to commemorate the anniversary year. Such a beautiful revelation. So, on this very special year, it was not until this cleansing and forgiveness had taken place, not until the priest received atonement in the presence of God, that the Jubilee year, year of complete forgiveness and restoration, could begin. So the beginning of the year was on Yom Kippur, after the shofar blessed. This year was the year of atonement. Let us say together, atonement. Such a, such a beautiful message to all of us. Another name for this year is in Hebrew is Shnadror, the year of liberty. The year of liberty, year of jubilee and year of liberty. Ezekiel 46, verse 17. Ezekiel 46, 17. Here's the name of another name for this year of jubilee. Ezekiel 46, 17. But if he gives of his inheritance as a gift to one of his servants, it will be his until the year of liberty. This is Shnadror, year of liberty. When it will reward to the prince, his inheritance will belong to his sons. Year of liberty. Dror from Hebrew means liberty or freedom. 
So here's the another name for year of Jubilee, year of freedom or year of liberty. Leviticus 25, verse 39 through verse 42. And please remember, uh, read it with me, please, so you will be careful and understand these here things. Leviticus 25, verse 39. If your brother has grown poor among you and sells himself to you, you must not subject him to slave labor. Let him stay with you as a hired worker or as a temporary resident. He will work for you until the year of Jubilee. Then he is to be released from you, he and his children with him, and may return to his own family and to the property of his fathers. And here's the truth, verse 42. For they are my servants, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. They are not to be sold in a slave sale. The Lord taught his people, Israel, that they came out of Egyptian slavery not to become enslaved again. Freedom in the Lord was the ultimate goal of his people, people of Israel. And this is why the Jewish tradition connects the year of Jubilee with messianic expectations. It is in Jewish tradition. According to the teaching of the Torah and the prophets, Messiah will come. And the great Shua, repentance, restoration, forgiveness and freedom to the Jewish people will begin when Yeshua, the Messiah, will come. It will be the year of Jubilee, the Messianic era. The year of Jubilee. That is the hope for Israel. The only one hope for Israel. The Mashiach, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And you know, we are blessed because we are a Jewish Messianic congregation. We know the name of our Messiah. His name is... Yeshua. Wonderful. In today's Haftorah portion, we found the prophecy from the great Jewish prophet Ishayagu, or Isaiah, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. Isaiah 61, 1. This is the prophecy about Messianic era, Messianic time, year of Jubilee. Here's the prophecy. The Ruach of Adonai Elohim is on me because Adonai has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To those who are bound. This is the prophecy about Messiah about the Messiah. This is the prophecy and description of his work, his prophetic work. And when Yeshua began his work, he began it with the reading of the scroll of Isaiah. It was the proclamation of the good news, the jubilee year, and the beginning of the messianic era. Do you remember the first place he read? Um, we can find it in book of uh, Luke, I believe. Chapter 4, verse 4. Luke 4, 
started with verse 6. Yeah, Luke 4, 6. So here's the first place from the, uh, from the book of Isaiah. So Yeshua came to Nazareth, where he had been raised. As was his custom, he went into the synagogue on Shabbat. And I have a question. You know why he went into the synagogue on Shabbat? What do you think? Why? Of course, because he was a good Christian, yeah? No? I, I don't think so. Because he was Jewish. It was his custom. Every Shabbat he was in the synagogue. And he was, by the way, he was, he was the Jewish rabbi. And he's our rabbi forever. The chief rabbi. Amen. Not only, but he's the chief rabbi. So, it was, as, as was his custom, he went into the synagogue on Shabbat, and he got up to read. Verse 17. When the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Ruach Adonai, the Spirit of the Lord, is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And you know, I was poor in my spirit. I needed to hear his good news. I believe you too. This is why you are here, because you were poor. You were poor without his presence. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives. I was captive. And recovery of sight to the blind. I was blind. To set free oppressed. I was oppressed. I believe you were too. And to proclaim the year of Adonai's favor. The year of Jubilee. Wow. Yeshua's work. Verse 20. <laughs> I... I can imagine, when I read this place of Scripture here, I feel anointing of the Lord on this place. But when he got up and read it, I can imagine the presence of the Lord in that place. They were amazed by the power of the Holy Spirit in that place. They had no words to say. So, he closed the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. <laughs> the king of kings, the Messiah, the anointed one, he closed the scroll and sat down. He said everything. All eyes in the synagogue were focused on him. Then he began to tell them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your Years. Yeshua's words were the sound of the shofar, announcing freedom and victory, announcing year of jubilee, the new beginning, the messianic era. With the fulfillment of this prophecy from the book of Isaiah, the true prophetic meaning of the jubilee year was revealed to them. It was unrolled by the Holy Spirit to them. Thanks to Yeshua, last inheritance is returned to us. 
The last inheritance is the last righteousness, the last position in the eyes of the Lord, the last relationship with God. Yeshua gave us the year of Jubilee. He ushered us in the new era, the Messianic era, era of forgiveness, era of mercy from the Lord. We can live today as restored and accepted children because of Yeshua the Messiah. Today we have the greatest gift, Shua, repentance. The opportunity to turn to God no matter where you stand today, no matter your current condition. You can turn to the Lord. You can make Shua. You can make it. Amen. And you know, Yeshua is the gate into the year of Jubilee. One of my favorite places, of course. John chapter 10, verse 7 through verse 10. If you will open with me, it is a powerful and important place of the scriptures. John 10, verse 7 through 10. So Yeshua said again, again, it is important to remember. Amen, amen, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All those who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. If anyone comes in through me, he will be saved. He will come and go and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, slaughter, and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Yeshua's work, the year of Jubilee. He's the gate to the true blessing from the Lord, real blessing from the Lord. And now let me point you to the source of our freedom in Yeshua. The same message, we already read it in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The true source of our freedom is in Luke 4, 18. Yeshua said, The Ruach Adonai, the Spirit of God, is on me because He has anointed me. The Ruach, the Holy Spirit, is the source of God's freedom for us. His anointing is the key to abundant life in the Lord. The only key, the only way. Do you remember 2 Corinthians 3? Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Ruach Adonai is, there is freedom. There is freedom. I mean, you can look for freedom in many places. Yeah. Many people think about their own freedom, but the true freedom from God is in the Spirit of Adonai. Here's the promise. We are approaching one of the biblical Jewish feasts, the Feast of Shavuot, Pentecost, the first fruits. And the central message of these days is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to embrace the power to live a holy life, life of believer, believers. Today, it is essential to fully understand Yeshua's message on the year of Jubilee, the freedom we have in Him, and the right approach to the Messianic era in which we live. It is very important to know his message. In the time of Yeshua, there were many different groups of people, many different political and religious parties who were divided by different expectations of the Messiah and different views on biblical freedom. There were many groups who were in fight with each other. 
Some waited for the Messiah, the king, son of David, who was to bring freedom from Rome. They were sure that the role of Messiah is to defeat freedom, defeat Rome and bring freedom from Rome. Others were expecting the Messiah would bring the total peace to the earth. And that was their expectation of the great exodus from the troubles of this world. They were expecting complete peace on this world. And we don't see it right now. Today is the same. So many political parties, divisions, hatred, and so many people are looking for freedom in the wrong direction. But Yeshua opened the new way, the Lord's freedom, the reality of the spiritual life, and eternal abundance in the Holy Spirit. I don't think we will be able to find real source of freedom without the Holy Spirit. I would like to read one important verse from the book of Acts in the end, in the conclusion. I believe this verse reveals the reason for the success of the growth and blessing of the early Messianic synagogue. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. 9, 31. So, Messiah's community throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had shalom and was built up, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. It kept multiplying. So here we see a few things. They walked uh, in the fear of God. They had shalom and the comfort of the Holy Spirit, His presence with them. The word comfort uh, from Greek also means to comfort or instruct, encourage. And one of the names of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament is parakletas in Greek. From Greek means comforter, intercessor. He is our comforter. He is interceding for us. And we know the words from, from Yeshua. He said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper so he may be with you forever, forever. So I really believe the secret to our growth, success, and security only in the presence of the Holy Spirit. He is the key for us. I believe the most important question we need to ask today is where the Holy Spirit leads us. What does he want to do among us? Lord, show us very leading us. Amen. Thank you for your attention. In conclusion, I want to remind you that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being a blessing to Beth Israel. And now let us stand together. I would like to invite uh, my wife, Ina, Rebetzin Ina. From Rabbi David, Rebetzin Sandy, Ina and me, and all our Beth Israel team, Shabbat Shalom. I will close with Aaron Blessing as we normally do at Beth Israel. And please remember, after the service, we will have memorial service in five minutes after the service. So let us pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Shabbat shalom, mishpacha.
If you need to leave, you can leave. If you need to stay, want to stay for a memorial service, 